Greetings in the name of our wonderful Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This devotional is titled, I Never Knew You, Depart From Me. Can you imagine thinking you are going to heaven and on Judgment Day hearing Christ say, I never knew you, depart from me. I can't think of anything more horrifying than that reality. It makes me shudder. And yet in Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Christ plainly says this will be the experience of many, not just a few, but many. Matthew 7, 23, Christ says, and then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. Christ has just explained that not everyone who calls him Lord really knows him as Lord. Not everyone who says to Jesus, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom, Matthew 7, 21. Many will claim to have prophesied in his name. Many will claim to have cast out demons in his name. And many will claim to have done miracles in his name, Matthew 7, 22. They will profess to have done it all for Jesus. But in spite of their strong assertions of claiming him as Lord and doing all manner of service in his name, yet it was all bogus. Jesus also will have something to say, and he speaks with ultimate authority as the final judge of all. This again is indicative of him being God, as only God is the final judge of all. Jesus in that final day of judgment will say to these phony professors, I never knew you. To know, the Greek gnosko uh, refers to a deep, intimate relational knowledge. Relationally, Jesus never knew them as Lord. That's the whole context. Notice he never knew them. It's not that they were once saved and then lost their salvation. Rather, it is that they were never truly saved. They never really knew Christ as Lord, although they professed it very loudly. Just like Judas, they lived a lie. Lordlessness and lawlessness go together. This is the great issue here. They did not know Jesus as Lord, and it showed in their practice of lawlessness. This is one of the greatest lordship texts in all the New Testament, and there are many. The lordless gospel that says you can accept Christ as Savior while rejecting him as Lord is totally foreign to Scripture. Walt Chantry rightly said, when a half-truth is presented as the whole truth, it becomes an untruth. The apostles preached the lordship of Christ. In the book of Acts, Savior occurs only twice as found in Acts 5.31 and 13.23. But Lord is mentioned 92 times. In the New Testament, Jesus is called Lord 822 times, Lord Jesus 22 times, and Lord Jesus Christ 81 times. The word Savior is used only 24 times, eight of which refer to God the Father as Savior. To think that Christ being Savior can be divorced from him being Lord is to miss the entire thrust of the New Testament teaching. Lord and Savior cannot be separated. The person of Christ as Lord cannot be separated from the person of Christ as Savior. In the context, there are two intersecting related, two intersecting emphases related to Lordship. Those going into the kingdom are those who characteristically actually do the will of the Father. Matthew 7, 21. That's a lordship issue. Those hearing Christ say, depart from me, 
were those who practiced lawlessness. That, too, is a lordship issue. On the one hand, they didn't do the will of the Father. On the other hand, they practiced lawlessness. In both cases, the problem is that Jesus was not really their Lord. The whole issue as presented here on Judgment Day is a lordship issue. Notice in reality, these people practiced lawlessness. In theology, we call this antinomianism, which simply means without law. Now, it is true that we are no longer under the law of Moses, but as true believers, we are under the law of Christ, Galatians 6.2. We are under the law of his lordship. We recognize him as our God-master, and that changes our lives. It's not a matter of works, but rather a matter of faith that works. Paul refers to unbelievers as the sons of disobedience, Ephesians 2, 2, 5, 6, and Colossians 3, 6. This is what defines them. The essence of sin is self-rule. It's capsulized in Isaiah 53, 6, where it says, All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We've all gone our own way. That is the essence of sin. 1 John 3, 4 says, sin is lawlessness. Vine's Expository Dictionary says, lawlessness is the displacement of the will of God with the will of self. Therefore, sin is the essence of self-rule or self-will. It's a lordship issue. Will I rule my life as my own Lord? Or will I bow in submission to the truth of Jesus is Lord? This is the very nature of true repentance involved in saving faith. Jude 3 and 4, Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. They have a lordship problem. Contending for the faith in this context is a lordship issue. These people claim grace, but they pervert it into a lawless concept. They use grace as a license to sin. And in doing so, they deny the lordship of Christ. The rest of the New Testament is totally consistent with what Christ is saying here. 1 Corinthians 6, 9. Do you not know that the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God? Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor homosexuals, nor sodomites, etc. And Paul goes on to say, And such were some of you. But you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. In 1 John 3, 7 and 8, John says, Little children, let no one deceive you. He who practices righteousness is righteous just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil. For the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. We are saved by faith alone, but it must be the right kind of faith. A true saving faith has the fruit of doing the Father's will as a pattern of life. Charles Spurgeon said, 
Now, sirs, any kind of faith in Christ which does not change your life is the faith of devils and will take you where devils are, but will never take you to heaven. End of quote. John Bunyan said, quote, At the day of doom, men shall be judged according to their fruits. It will not be said then, Did you believe? But were you doers or talkers only? End of quote. Not everyone who says, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom. Rather, it is those who truly know him as Lord and Savior, as demonstrated in the life that will enter in. Be among them. Albert Martin said this, The cross does not give us a minor shift or two with regard to a few of our ethical and moral and religious values. The cross radically disrupts the very center and citadel of your life from self to Christ. And if the cross has not done that, you are not a Christian. My friend, face it. Young rogue, you're not a Christian until the cross has radically disrupted the very center and citadel of your life and brought you from a life of commitment to serve self, whether it's religious self, moral self, proud self, covetous self, lustful self, prideful self, unforgiving self, lazy self, it doesn't matter. What are the focal points of the reign of yourself? If you've gone to the cross in union with Christ, it's been shattered. I want you in that day when you stand with me before the judge of the world to have him say, come you blessed, come you blessed. I don't want to look at you standing there saying, Lord, 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 I named you in earth. I named you before the elders. I named you before the church. I named you in prayer meeting. I named you in witness. And Lord, now Lord, Lord, did I not this and did I not that? I don't want to hear him say, depart from me. I never knew you, you worker of iniquity. You were made, you were never made, you were never made a doer of the will of God. You learned enough, and you learned what to say properly enough to be accepted for what you professed yourself to be on earth. But now the day of judgment has come, and the truth is now to be known. The Truth by Al Martin. And the only question that remains is, what will the truth reveal? The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Do you know him as Lord and Savior? As your Savior, he died for all of your sins. As Lord God Almighty, he arose again. Salvation personally receives him by faith as my Lord and my Savior. Have you done that? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. Lord, we thank you for the truth of who you are, uh, the full gospel of the person of Christ, uh, who he is and what he's done for us as Savior who died for all of our sins. We can't save ourselves. Uh, Jesus did it. It's all grace, all glory to him forever and ever. Amen. And then he rose again as Lord God over all. And we believe on the Lord Jesus Christ in salvation. Have your way in every heart and every life. Again, thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, may it bear fruit in our lives for your glory. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.